Hey, and welcome to Let's Talk CPF, a podcast where we bring conversations on CPF to your ears. Brought to you by the CPF Board, this podcast will answer common questions, offer tips, and feature interviews with industry experts on CPF and financial planning. Thanks for listening and let's get straight into today's episode. Although the pandemic was challenging, there's a whole new set of challenges going back to the office. Which is why today's episode is all about how to protect your wallet as you head back to the office. I'm Kelvin and welcome to Let's Talk CPF. I'm joined today by two amazing guests, Nicole and Priscilla from The Simple Sum. You may have seen some of their comics on social media. The Simple Sum was created with the goal of improving financial literacy of millennials through entertaining and easy-to-understand visuals and articles. Thank you both for coming on. Thanks for having us. My name is Nicole. I am the Head of Learning and Partnerships at The Simple Sum. What I do is I work with uh, brand partners at The Simple Sum to come up with educational content around personal finance. Hi, I'm Priscilla. I'm the creative lead of The Simple Sum and I work with our group of illustrators to bring you the cute and colourful comics that talk about personal finance in a fun and interesting way. Okay, so now I'm going to kick this off with a very simple question. Are both of you table buddies at work? Yes. What would you define as table buddies? We sit back to back. Yes, we we don't face each other but we are aware of each other's presence in the the office. Yes. (laughs) Well, during the pandemic, it, it obviously was a bit d- more difficult to, ha- to create that organic conversation because everything was done online and you had to set meetings. Uh, so definitely when we were back to office, that brought back that spark uh, between all of our co-workers of being able to, you know, have that interaction and crack jokes. And yeah, and sometimes I realise that, you know, it, it can be a little bit disruptive to my work, but, you know, Priscilla adds a little bit more spiciness to to the conversations when we have it in the office. Yeah, that's my USP, adding spice and flavour. <laughs> but I also think um, it's really hard to share jokes with your colleagues because you, it's not like you can set a meeting and then like, hey, I found out something funny. Do you want to hear? <laughs> it's a good experience to be back in the office where you can have like fun conversations. Lah. Yeah, yeah, and it, it helps with collaborative work also because... Uh, a lot of the ideas that we generate come up very organically through conversation when we're having conversations at, at our desk or when we're getting coffee and things like that. So it does help with, um, you know, letting the creative juices flow a bit more. I have a very important question to you, Priscilla. According to your bio on the Simple Sum website, something happened on Black Friday 2020. Tell me a little bit more about it. Just after the lockdown or something like that, and then I basically spent a lot of money because I didn't spend on anything the months before that. I had grown out of a lot of my clothes, I guess. I couldn't fit into my clothes anymore. So I spent a lot on clothes. <laughs> yeah, I think I spent like a few hundred. Uh. But did you yeah. get any good deals or not for that particular Black Friday? Do you remember? It was a lot of good deals, but to be honest, I don't really even wear most of those clothes that I bought. From that time anymore. Nicole, you're a financial minimalist and an investment returns maximalist. During the pandemic, most of us were able to work from home and had limited places to go. Now that we're mostly back in office, there's this notion of increased spending. Do you agree? Uh, I do think that there is increased spending. For myself personally, I noticed that there is a shift in the level of budget that I have to set aside for things like food, transportation and etc. So yes, definitely I've seen an increase in spending when I have to go back to the office, for sure. Yeah, I definitely feel 
um, that my wallet is feeling a bit lighter after I've come back to the office. So um, especially the food prices, I'm a lot more price conscious when it comes to like lunchtime. So because especially since inflation is on the rise, right? So I see like prices and then they have the sticker over it. So that's when you know it didn't used to be $6. It used to be like five fifty. Yeah, so then I'm like, I feel very affected. I think the adjustment um, after coming out of uh, uh, like a hybrid work environment or a full work from home environment back to the office, it's a lot more apparent that you're spending more because of the added pressure of inflation. Yeah. Like if it weren't for the fact that prices were going up every, you know, six months, uh, maybe we may not have noticed it. But I think a lot of people out there do feel the impact uh, of the increased spending because it's coupled with inflation as well. So for some people, one thing they didn't expect was how inflation would rise to a high after the pandemic. So how much did each of you spend monthly during the pandemic as compared to now? Um, so when I was fully working from home, uh, I was spending 70% less mm. than what I would be spending if I was working from the office. So it was a huge savings for me, particularly like I cooked at home. Uh, I didn't buy anything extra in, in terms of like my um, home setup. Uh, I did only buy a makeshift standing desk. So it, it was literally on a desk and then I bought this contraption thing where I can put my laptop on and I can stand. But that was pretty much it. Um, so it did keep my expenses low, um, which I... It, which I did quite like because I managed to put a lot of money aside uh, in savings during that period. Uh, but now, back in the office, um, I'm more price conscious uh, as well. So I do try to save more than what I used to. So it's about 20 to 30% uh, more than prior to the pandemic that I'm saving. So actually, I used to spend about a very humble amount of 200 to 300 a month. And this was because uh, during that time, I was quite focused on health and fitness. So I wanted to cook a lot of my meals. So that didn't really cost much actually, especially since I still live with my parents. So they still they still would cook dinner. Yeah, so I only, could, I only needed to spend groceries for lunch. Yeah, and then uh, I, instead of, going to like classes as I would pre-pandemic I actually follow a lot of free YouTube videos and I would go on walks which are also free yeah but right now um, because we're back in the office right so we'll go out for lunch and then um, instead of following YouTube videos I would go to like fitness classes instead of working out for free at home uh. yeah and that has been eating a lot at my budget. Okay, okay. So it does seem like working in the office now, we are a little bit worse in terms of budgeting. But I'm sure for both of you, the work from home period has definitely instilled some good habits. So are there any good financial habits that you picked up during the pandemic? And has it carried over to work in office? Um, I think it's because I started cooking at home. So... Actually, right after we came back to the office, I cooked a lot and I brought it to office to eat for lunch instead of buying food outside. But the more I have outside food, I'm like, oh, it's so delicious. And then I get so tired and then I'm, I've fallen off the bandwagon already and then I need to get back on it. <laughs> you need an accountability buddy. I do. And I see you bring food, home-cooked food to office and I'm like, okay, I should do that too. Yeah. For myself, I would say that I didn't really pick up any like good habits during the pandemic. However, I already had a pretty decent a hold of my budget prior to the pandemic I set aside money uh, for different 
things such as my needs and my wants and I, I have set aside money for what I call uh, my fun budget. So things that I would like to enjoy uh, going out and doing. So it could be, you know, going on a night out with my friends or going for a concert or some sort of activities that required a certain sum of money. So during the pandemic, because we're just stuck at home and you know, you can't really go out, you can't really go and have fun, you can't really travel. So all the money that I had from the fund budget, I actually ended up saving. So that was actually quite good. Um, so now that we're back in the office and we're, be, we're able to travel, we're able to go out and uh, participate in different activities, I just tap back into that fund budget. Um, so I think it's, it's important to at least have a budget. So whether you are working from home or working in the office, um, for both things that are your necessities, like your, you know, your food in the, uh, during lunchtime and your transportation and your data plan and all of these things. Yeah, because if not, if you don't have that budget, you just feel like you're depriving yourself. Then eventually when you're just so stressed, you just like revenge spend. Then either way, you're spending that money. So you might as well have it in a controlled manner, you know. Yeah, my, my philosophy is that a budget is not restrictive. It actually gives you more flexibility and more space for you to be able to enjoy the things that you really truly love that is so true i think it's very important that we do look after ourselves stay healthy make sure we treat ourselves right and to ensure that you don't overspend you also set a fun budget for yourself monthly so that actually does make a lot of sense so speaking of fun budgets you know both of you have spoken about spending more on food and transport now that you're back in the office so what are some of the other spendings that could creep up and we should take note of as well uh, I I don't know about you guys, but I find myself kind of running out of essential supplies a bit more quickly. For example, I mean, when you're working at home, you don't need to spray perfume, right? No one's going to be smelling you. So <laughs> so I find that I have to like replenish my perfume a bit more often uh, than I used to. And perfume is not cheap. Yeah, so I think not just perfume, but I also find myself um, running out of shampoo a lot quicker because... Like what I what Priscilla said, right? Like when you're at home, you don't need to take two, three showers a day. But when you're going out, um, I do take showers in the morning before going to work, and then coming back from work, I also do take showers. So that kind of essentials where we don't really think about as something that runs out more quickly because you're going out more as is also adding up to your expenses, but in a very small incremental way. So it seems like most of the things that we've spoken about earlier are things that we deem to be quite essential because we do have to use them when we go back to the office, right? Also, depending on the job requirements, we also need to be aware of what, where, and how much we're spending. And that also leads to peer pressure. So how does that affect your spending? In a way, yes. Peer pressure is something that I think everybody faces and you can't really like always get away from it and it does impact your spending in, in certain capacity. So one example that I would give is that, um, you know, when you're back in the office, there's a lot more socialising that you have to do. Um, perhaps you have to have after work drinks with your colleagues or with your bosses or clients. And in that situation, you might end up having to spend a little bit more uh, in order to socialise because it's part and parcel of your job. And that was something that was not possible during the pandemic, right? And so it's one of those areas where it leads to unexpected expenses that crop up in your budget because it's not something that you have factored for ahead of time. I think there are a lot of ways to say no when you're faced with that kind of situation. You can always say, um, is there a cheaper place that we can go to? This place is kind of uh, like a little bit out of my budget. 
Um, if your colleagues are reasonable, I don't think they'll mind at all and they'll totally be understanding. La. For example, um, what you're saying about going to drinks, right, and getting the cheapest thing on a menu. I mean, do you really have to buy an alcoholic drink to have fun there and to enjoy like socializing with your colleagues? I think uh, just buying a Coca-Cola, even if it's like an overpriced Coca-Cola, is still cheaper than the cheapest alcoholic drink. You guys mentioned a lot about the whole negative side of peer pressure. But there's definitely a positive spin to it as well because I see at the Simple Sum, you guys have different challenges every month. Yeah, so for us, internally, we also have our own challenge. So for our lunch group, we always like, okay, we have a $5 lunch. We have to keep to $5. So everyone will challenge each other, okay, find the, the nicest lunch with like, that's within $5. So we found this uh, Thai fun place in the food court. They used to sell $2.80 Thai fun. Can you imagine it's in the heart of town and it's $2.80 Thai fun? Where can you find $2.80 Thai fun? Yeah. So I think it was quite, uh, it's quite nice uh, to have that kind of um, positive peer pressure because I think everyone keeps everyone else accountable. And the thing is that I think a lot of people are very much aware now that prices are going up. So it's not to say that your colleagues are completely clueless to the fact that, you know, the current environment, the food prices are actually a lot more expensive. So I do think that if you're open about it and you do mention that, okay, like, um, you know, you have a specific food budget that you need to stick to. I think they'll be very reasonable and be they will be very understanding as well because, you know, they're facing the same sort of um, price pressures as well. So do you think that some people might feel embarrassed or paisy about saying that they have a budget that month for food? I mean, I personally don't feel paisy because I don't think there's any shame in saying that because everyone's budget and everyone's financial commitments is very different. So I think we should all like do our part and like try to be understanding of other people as well. But just to be realistic, right, we, we do know that not everybody's work environments can be quite understanding. Um, so that's where you need to strategize a little bit more as to what you say or don't say. Um, so one example you can give, oh, I have a lot of stuff to clear out during lunch, um, so I can't join you guys for lunch. I personally do use that excuse, not because it's an excuse, but I really do genuinely have a lot of stuff to clear out during lunch. And people are understanding because it's work-related, um, and they, they generally just leave me alone. Yeah. I understand you, Nicole. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me on Let's Talk CPF, Nicole and Priscilla. I've learned quite a bit from our conversations, such as the tips for managing our wallets, like setting aside a fun budget, and the importance of being firm, not being ashamed that you should let your friends know that you're on a budget that certain month. If you like our content, follow us and give us 5 stars on whichever platform you're listening on. And with that, thank you for listening to Let's Talk CPF. Before you go, we would love to hear from you. Email us with your questions or comments at podcast at cpf.gov.sg so we can create better content for you. You can also leave us a review on the platform you're listening from to help others learn about our podcast. For the latest news, visit cpf.gov.sg slash podcast or follow our social media pages. Thank you once again. Until the next time, let's talk CPF.